Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. This is an account that seems like it's paralleled in the other three Gospels, but it's actually a different account than the one you might be familiar with from Matthew and Mark and John. Let's jump right in. Chapter 7, verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And behold, a woman of the city, who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment, and standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears, and wiped them with the hair of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee, who had invited him, saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman it is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering, said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he said, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, the one I suppose for whom he canceled the larger debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss from the time I came, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table begin saying among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. So here you've got a self-righteous Pharisee, sounds like his name is Simon, and you've got this unrighteous woman who is acting a little bit inappropriately. I mean, it was customary for people to have their feet washed when they visited a guest's house, but this woman is doing it with her tears and her hair and they're reclining at the table and it's kind of weird. Who knows what kind of sinner she was, but maybe like a prostitute or some kind of sexual sin. And that adds an element of weirdness because she's touching his feet with her hair. And this Pharisee is ready to jump down not only her throat, but Jesus' throat for allowing it to happen. In fact, he suggests that this maybe disqualifies him from being a prophet. After all, if he was truly a prophet, he would know who this woman was, and he would know what she's done, and he would rebuke what she's doing. Well, Jesus, knowing this man's thoughts, goes into a parable about two debtors who owed money to a moneylender. One owed 50 denarii. In other words, their debt wasn't that big in their own mind relative to the other person's debt, which was 500 denarii. And when Jesus asks which of them is going to love the moneylender more when he forgives their debt, the Pharisee rightly answers the one whose debt was more. Well, this is an obvious correlation between the woman who would perceive herself to be very much in debt, very much a sinner, compared to the Pharisee who is self-righteous and views himself only to be a sinner in an insignificant way. By the way, this isn't the only time that we see Jesus methodically pick someone apart, and it's fun to watch. He kind of baits them in with this story and then gets them to answer a couple questions which align them with his viewpoint, only to drop the hammer 
corner once he's got him hooked. And he doesn't just get to the punchline, which is he who is forgiven much loves much, and he who is forgiven little loves little. But on the way to making that point, he also makes the point that she, this sinful, unrighteous woman, has been way more hospitable to him than he, the self-righteous host, has been. Friends, one of the greatest antidotes to pride, one of the greatest ingredients toward being somebody who's humble is accurately understanding our condition before God. In our natural condition, we're not merely like some debtor that owes a moneylender 50 denarii. We're not even like a debtor that owes a moneylender 500 denarii. We are infinitely indebted to God for our sin. There is zero chance that we could ever pay the debt that we owe for our sin. And the wages of that sin is death. Had a professor of preaching one time who said the job of a preacher during every sermon is to drown their congregation in their own sin and then raise them to new life in Jesus Christ. And one of the problems we have in Christianity today is that people don't view the sin that they are guilty of as being very deep or very significant. I've used an analogy before. Do you think of yourself as being sinful in a minimal way, like if you're wading in a baby pool and the sin in your life is up to your ankles? Or do do you view yourself as being sinful to your core in a completely unfixable way like if you're thrown overboard in the middle of the ocean in the middle of a hurricane with no life jacket? If we would just think correctly about how sinful we really are in our natural condition, the gospel will have far more significance to us and our response to being saved by grace through faith will be much more pronounced if we view our sinfulness and depravity accurately like the Bible describes it rather than in some self-righteous type of way that the world or modern day psychology or fluffy religion might have us believe. By the way, in this text, let's not get confused about what saved this woman. It wasn't the fact that she came in the room and loved Jesus and washed his feet with her tears. Jesus makes it clear that she wasn't saved by her works. Rather, the very last verse says, your faith has saved you. She had saving faith in Jesus Christ and the works that she did were an outgrowth of that faith, not the thing that saved her. I got to admit that there are times when I'm more like the Pharisee in this story than I want to be, and I need the Lord to help me be humble and remember how bad my situation really is. 500 denarii, 5,000 denarii, 5 million denarii, I don't know what the number is, but it's an insurmountable number. So thank God for his gift of Christ's righteousness, which is available by faith. Thanks for tuning in and have a great day. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, share with a friend, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which has aired on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader, God Design 3 social institutions to shape our lives the family the church and government at the family leader they're bringing all three together to honor god and bless our neighbors learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com that's thefamilyleader.com we also want to highlight two ministry partners first is the cedar falls bible conference whose conference videos and schedule events are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference from saturday july 30th through saturday august 6th in 2022 second if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.